What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. And if you're new here, welcome. We love a new listener. This week, it's just me. I'm riding solo. Next week, hopefully, we'll have an amazing guest. But this week, you gotta deal with me, myself, and I. So I'd like to start with a weekly roundup. Uh, this past week, I was in Dallas for work. And if you listen to my last episode then you'll know that I can't really talk about it yet, but I will be able to talk about it very soon, and it's very cool and exciting stuff, so please stay tuned. Um, And then I also saw Joker this week, and that was an amazing movie. If you haven't seen it already, I would 10 out of 10 suggest you going to see it. Joaquin Phoenix is incredible in that movie, and I will be genuinely surprised if he doesn't win an award for his performance in this movie i know it's been a hot topic and a controversial movie as of late but i would say go see it for yourself and form your own opinion i think the the film does a really good job of allowing the audience to not empathize with the main character but yet you still are invested in the character which is a very hard thing to do and it it was really well done This week, I'm going to talk about travel. I know I talked briefly about travel in my first episode, which if you haven't listened to that yet, go check that out. Sorry if it's bad. It was my first episode, so you got to give me some slack. But yeah, I'm going to talk about travel, and I will hope and try not to repeat things from the first episode, but again, apologies if I do. I went on Instagram and I asked y'all to ask me some questions about travel and I got a lot. So we're just going to get right into them um, because I think that's going to fill up the time. And just to preface, uh, I've traveled all around internationally and in the United States. Uh, I studied abroad my sophomore year and I lived in Antibes in the south of France, about 20 minutes south via train ride of Nice. And I lived there for five months, and I did a lot of traveling there, and I also went to the northern part of France in Paris after my senior year of high school for a little trip. I was just there in Europe this summer for a quick grad tour, and also I was in Barcelona and London over Christmas break to visit my boy Dan. Shout out to Dan. Uh, And then... In, in the country, I've been to New York, Colorado, Wyoming, South Dakota, that whole area. I've been to now Dallas. I've been all throughout California, Arizona, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, we'll start with this first question. And that is, favorite place you've gone? So the favorite place I've gone, I'm going to take this question and stretch it out a little bit. And say my favorite place for a nature hiking perspective is Iceland. Iceland is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful country. And if you're into hiking and nature, then 10 out of 10 would recommend this to you. And if you're not, would still 10 out of 10 recommend this to you. It is beautiful. I I love the freedom you have when you go there. You kind of just show up rent a car and drive (laughs) and you can go wherever you want uh i went with my friend tara and steven or my friends tara and steven shout out to y'all we showed up we got our car we met up in reykjavik and we got breakfast 
And then we just hopped in the car, went to the Blue Lagoon, spent a few hours there. My skin has never felt better. It is a little expensive, but I think it's worth it. And then, yeah, we drove around. We went to the Black Sands in Vic and stopped at a really cool waterfall along the way. And I would suggest that you go to the grocery store when you get there and buy sandwich stuff or whatever, chips, whatever, snacks, and some real food. Because the food, everything in Iceland is really expensive. It's really not friendly to the conversion rate of the U.S. dollar. So I would suggest that you plan ahead, budget, and grocery shop to save some money. But if you want some good food, there is some good food. The water is incredible because it's all that good Icelandic glacier water. Which some people are like, water's water. But that water is significantly different than anything else I've tasted in terms of water. And... They also have a famous famous hot dog stand. Uh, it's definitely the cheaper end in comparison to Icelandic food, and I would 10 out of 10 recommend that. My favorite city I've been to is Paris. Paris will forever and always be my favorite, my personal favorite place. I just love the architecture. I love how beautiful it is at night, and the rumor, or I guess stereotype that french hate americans is definitely not true if you go to touristy parts yeah they probably don't like tourists as much because they have to deal with them on a day-to-day but if you go into the path less traveled for tourists and go to smaller neighborhoods and some of the some of the lesser known or lesser touristy parts i guess of paris then i think you will find a very enjoyable experience And, yeah, some of the nicest people I've ever talked to and met were in Paris. Some of my favorite parts or places in Paris. My favorite cafe is Paz Cafe. My favorite coffee shop is Fringe Coffee. My favorite place to shop are really any boutiques uh, around the Fringe area, actually, is pretty solid for shopping. Merci is a cool store. Uh, There's uh, Comme des Garçons pop-up or not pop-up but one of their stores is over there and if you like streetwear kind of stuff or like fun like there's books books and stuff you can go to Le Marais which is a really cool area and I'm sure you'll see it on a lot of websites if you look at places to go Uh, my favorite city or my favorite place in terms of like a melting pot would definitely be London I really love London. I think it's a really fun and exciting city. If you know where to go, then you can have a nonstop movement of fun. The my favorite part is east is on the eastern side of London, the Shoreditch area. Brick Lane is there, which is amazing. It's all these brick buildings, as the name suggests. Lots of cool vintage stores, vintage designer. And the fashion's really cool. Lots of street art. It's just a really rad place to be. And there's some good food. I would suggest Kahala Coffee. I would also suggest uh, Caboose Barbecue and the Buffalo, uh, which is Wings, which is right next door. There's also a Serial Killer Cafe there, which you think to yourself, why would I pay to go get a bowl of cereal? They know how to do cereal right. They have all different milks. They have all different cereals, different combos, add-ons. It's pretty crazy and really good. 
Also in the Shoreditch area, there is Old Spitalfields Market, which is my favorite market. Uh, there's lots of just little trinket shopping and leather shopping. And there's also a lot of good food. There's a Bleecker Street Burger, which is one of the best burgers I've ever had. So definitely go check that out. There's a huge All Saints right there in that area too. Doc Martens. There's some other cool stores and boutiques in that area as well. And not too far is my favorite breakfast spot, which is definitely Ozone Coffee. They are, they have this amazing Eggs Benedict and they have amazing and amazing coffee selection. So if you're into coffee, go check out Ozone Coffee for sure. So yeah, those are, I would say those are like my favorite places for sure. If I wanted to stretch that question out a bit. Uh, next question says, good habits slash bad habits when traveling. I think a good habit I have when traveling is just always being prepared and open-minded to if anything goes wrong and just being prepared to be quick on your feet and be able to fix or solve any problems that might arise. A perfect example is when my friends and I were going to Iceland, London has we were we had a stop in London. So Tara and I were meeting up with Stephen in Iceland and we met up in London as well. But previous to that, previous to flying to Iceland, Tara and I were in Italy. So we were going to fly from Italy and we had a quick one day stop in London and then London to Iceland because that was the only way we could get to Iceland. London has th- three or four airports, uh, but the two that are important for the story are Luton and Gatwick. Uh, if I'm correct, Gatwick is an hour, I want to say south outside of the city, and then Luton is about an hour north outside of the city. So they're so between both it's like two hours pretty far from each other well our flight was out of luton and we had a really early flight it was like 6 a.m or something so we needed to leave london at like three and we were on the train we were running off of like two hours of sleep we're on the train and tara looks at me and says paul what airport does your ticket say I didn't even have to look to know that we were headed towards Gatwick instead of Luton. So there was it was impossible for us to make it to our flight in Luton. So we had to take get there, change our flight, or I guess not change it, but buy a new flight out the next morning at the same time at like 6 a.m. Because Stephen was already in Iceland. He left the day before us. And... We trained back, and luckily our hostel, the guy was super nice. Uh, Shout out to St. Paul's Hostel. He was super nice. He checked us back into our room. He gave us late checkout for no extra charge, gave us free towels. And yeah, was just a great, great guy. And we slept and had an extra day in London, so we looked at the brighter side. But yeah, we had to lose some money to get a new ticket out, and that sucked. And Stephen had to figure out what to do. But, yeah, just about knowing that these things can happen. We ended up sleeping in the airport that night so that we wouldn't miss our air, our flight nor be in the wrong airport. So it's just about being open-minded and knowing that that stuff can happen. Mistakes are made. We're all human. This was in May, so we had already lived there. 
and I had never missed a flight in my life, period. So that was a new experience, and it was frustrating that it shouldn't have happened, but it happened. So we needed to act quickly and make sure that we made the best of it. So yeah, a good habit would definitely be being prepared and just being open-minded to to knowing that these things can happen. And a bad habit I have when traveling is sometimes I think I get stressed out for no reason or I I guess a bad habit would be to in my head plan out that I can do all these things and sometimes when I really want to see one thing and the people or the person I'm with doesn't I think a bad habit is just getting stressed out that I'm not going to be able to do it but also coming to the conclusion that you know I can also come back another time and do it but the person because I know that I'm willing to save my money and spend it to do a repeat trip where the person or the people I'm with may not so sacrificing that and just enjoying the moment enjoying what they want too but yeah I'd say a bad habit would be like planning in my head food places or something and getting a little stressed out over that all right i would say um all right i guess next question but longest i've gone without a shower while traveling i think is only two days i think there was a stint in my travels in switzerland i want to say where i just didn't shower for a couple days because we were pressed for time um but for the most part i I'm pretty good about showering every morning. Sometimes I can't start my day unless I shower. Uh, so yeah, I would say two days maybe at the most, if that. Uh, next question, uh, Harden step back, traveling or no? That's funny. Uh, I would say James Harden step back can be a travel, but come on, Houston's going to be great this year. Next question, <laughs> best meal I've had while traveling? Oof. That's a tough one. Best meal I've had traveling. Wow, I've had so much good food in so many different places. So maybe I'll just run down some highlights instead of just picking one meal. I'll just pick a bunch of spots in different countries and cities I've been in. But before we get to that, there is a quick word from our sponsor. And we're back. Go check out our sponsor. Love a sponsor. But yeah, best best food, best meal I've had while traveling. Well, I'm going to say that in London, I've had some of the best food that I've ever had because it's very diverse. I would definitely say the Eggs Benedict at Ozone Coffee. I would say any street food in London, for sure. And, ooh, the Mad Hatter Tea Party. Um, afternoon tea that was some pretty pretty solid food and snacks and sweet and tea so maybe make a reservation for that that's worth in paris i would say the best food i had was probably at pa's cafe and their daily special is pretty solid they also have this like chicken noodle dish should definitely get that it's not very french but super good they also have french options so don't fear i would say also in paris just a lottery macaron and if you can get the marie antoinette which is a summer macaron it's like seasonal definitely get that that's the best macaron ever 
Um, in the south of France, definitely got to give it to Falafel. That's the restaurant's name. And the chicken shawarma with chips. Uh, French fries is definitely the way to go. Or Lucky Break Cafe in Antibes. Both of these are in Antibes. Lucky Break has really awesome breakfast. And really anything you get from there is solid. So just go. Go check it out. Um, in Barcelona, Bagel Hood. Bagel Hood was great, great breakfast sandwiches. Bagel with some egg, avocado, bacon. Can't complain. Cider fries. Really can't complain. Solid food. Iceland, I would say the hot dog stand. It's pretty notable. In, let's see, in Germany. Oh, currywurst. Hands down currywurst. If you're in Germany, go get some currywurst. It's probably the best street snack. And I could eat that all day, every day. I would say the currywurst in Munich at the BMW Welt was really, really good. So definitely check that out if you're in the BMW Welt. Um, Italy. I mean, come on. Italy just has great food across the board. Of course, their Italian food's amazing. I would say the best meal, though, that I had was at Il Profeta in Florence. It was the. I just had so much food. Uh, we did it family style, so they just brought it out. We didn't look at a menu. And the John Travolta pasta will cannot complain. It was actually the best pasta sauce and pasta that I've ever had in the entirety of my life. So I would say if you're in Florence, go to Il Profeta. Il Profeta. It was absolutely incredible. In Austria... I had some pretty good Wienerschnitzel, uh, but nothing, I guess nothing really sticks out in Austria. Uh, their food was good and it was similar to Germany's. In Amsterdam, I would say just the, the fries. Just get the fries in any shape of any form from Amsterdam's. Amsterdam fries are the best fries. The way that they're cut, the way that they're fried, just incredible. And they have all these really cool sauces that they have. I would definitely suggest if they have a truffle sauce, get that. It will be amazing. Also, their waffles. Amsterdam has really good waffles. And then, where else? I think I think that'll be it. That was, that was a lot. That was a lot of food, and that was a lot of places to go to. Uh, I have more, so if you're going somewhere... Hit me up, slide in my DMs, shoot me a text, whatever. Tweet me, and I'll be sure to give you some bomb spots if I've been there. Next question, where will you never go back to, if anywhere? I think I will never go back to Lausanne, Switzerland. Uh, I just I just got really sick there. I had a, It's beautiful, don't get me wrong. It's an incredibly beautiful beautiful town and of course switzerland is beautiful but i just personally had a really bad experience there shout out to sky and matt they definitely know why <laughs> and yeah I, th I don't think i'll ever go back or have a reason to go back if i'm gonna go back to switzerland it's definitely gonna be interlochen i've never heard anyone say a bad thing about interlochen 
So yeah, I would probably never go back to Lausanne, Switzerland. Uh, if you want a brief story, I was homeless in the rain for a little bit and very sick. Like, a horrible headache, throwing up, the works. It was horrible. All right, and here's my last question that I have. And it says, advice, best advice for someone who's never been abroad. Dang, that's a that's a really good question. Uh, I would say that if you've never been abroad, you should definitely go in with a good mindset, a really open mind of just be, being willing to accept that you are in another country, you are in another culture, and it, while it might differ from yours understanding and just kind of taking a step back and observing can be really amazing and beautiful and you can learn so much i would also say that make sure that you go with a really solid group or if you're going like if you're studying abroad make some really solid friends uh and ones that you know differ than you in the mindset of where you want to go but not differ you differ with you on how you want to experience that travel because you might have an idea of where you want to go and somebody else has an idea of where they want to go and you guys can collab and end up going somewhere that you maybe necessarily didn't want to go in the first place or have a desire to go in the first place and then end up falling in love and it wouldn't be with it wouldn't have happened without them but also you want to go with somebody who has similar interests in you so you guys can do a lot of the same things together and both enjoy that i was fortunate when i was abroad to have an amazing group of people who were super into going to museums but also super down to go out and and just do all the fun side stuff as well along the way try new food and just kind of sometimes go on walks just walking nowhere just going on a walk and exploring the city my other advice would be to not plan too much. It's always nice to have a, you know, organized idea of where you're going and what you like to see. But I think the best way to do it is, you know, plan out, obviously, get a B&B or hostel, find flights that work for you, and make sure that you give yourself maximum amount of time. But I would say... Definitely have your highlights. If you're going, let's use London for an example. You want to, so say you're going for the first time, you've never been, and you want to see Abbey Road, Parliament, Big Ben and all that, uh, Buckingham Palace, and like Hyde Park. Like you want to hit those things. Don't necessarily plan your, plan like a path. Like, oh, we need to be here at this time. Just kind of, the first time I went to London was with my boy Shep. And we weren't going to go to London that week, actually. We were going, he was visiting for spring break, and we were going to go to Greece. And then last minute, we audibled and went to London because the flights were way cheaper. And we just kind of planned out, okay, so this day is going to be a music day where we go to Abbey Road and walk around and then eat a bunch of good food. And then this day, we're going to do the touristy stuff. We're going to go to London Eye. We're going to go to Big Ben. We're going to do all that. Uh, we're going to British Museum, like, do all the tourist stuff. And then the last day, like, it was just a free day to kind of hang out. But 
the best experience that came from that is that because we had no plan, we were just kind of going in the direction of where these things were. We allowed ourselves to see something and be like, oh, that looks cool. Let's let's just go check it out. And we go check it out and things would be really cool. And I never would have discovered really good restaurants or really good places, really cool places like Shoreditch and Brick Lane if I didn't have this idea of, oh, why don't we just get off or let's just go here because why not? We have the time. So yeah, I would definitely say just kind of have an outline, a very vague outline. And if there, if there's definitely gonna be things that you want to see, like if you go to Paris, you're gonna want to see the Eiffel Tower. That's just natural. So go, but definitely go and do those things. I'm not saying don't do those things, but don't also make those a time-based priority. Don't be like, we need to be at the Eiffel Tower by at three o'clock, or we're gonna, or it's over, our day's ruined. Um, but also, like, if you have reservations, for example, at Amsterdam or in Amsterdam, the Anne Frank House, you can either get your tickets ahead of time or you can wait in line all day like my friend Ross did. Shout out to you, Ross, um, to get your ticket and get in. So obviously, if you have reservations, plan to be in the area or give yourself give yourself enough time to get to where you need to be for maybe give yourself a little bit more time because you're unfamiliar with the area for those reservations but because you know it might be smart to think oh i have a reservation for i don't know for a show for the book of mormon in the west end in london well maybe plan to be in soho chinatown area because that's right there and explore there and then go see your show and then afterwards you can hang out there or go up to the British Museum, which is not too far. You can go you know, just walk around, walk around the River Thames, go down the South Bank. There's plenty of options that are in the area. You just need to have that. I would say you should just have that open freedom, open schedule to do so. So that, that would be my biggest advice to someone who's actually never traveled abroad is to go in with the mindset of, yes, I want to see these things, but also I'm going to be really free and relaxed about it and really explore and wander. I think the wanderer's path is the best path because you find and stumble across some of the coolest thing that's that you would never have found if you were running on a schedule. Now I get it. Some people like time schedules and can't function otherwise and it actually stresses them out if they're not running on a schedule. And to those people, I would say travel with people that like that too or travel like my friend Deegan and you guys know Deegan he's been on this podcast a million times he very much so likes to have somebody else kind of like plan and he'll just kind of follow along and he's totally okay with following along and it eases that stress off of him and allows him to really enjoy the experience but yeah that's that's my biggest advice to someone who's never traveled abroad some other hot tips, and I know for a fact I mentioned this in episode one, but might as well revisit if this episode's about travel. I would say for students, use the website Student Universe to find your plane tickets. You can find really cheap tickets, and even postgrad, you can find really che- cheap tickets. I actually just found a $375 round trip plane ticket to Paris in a month, which is over my birthday weekend, and I might just buy it. <laughs> So definitely use Student Universe uh, while you're there or if you're planning ahead, use Skyscanner to find the cheapest flights 
between countries and cities. Uh, also use trains. So make sure you look up the local train because every country has their own train uh, company system. So make sure you look at those websites like for Paris to London and London to Paris, vice versa. You use the Eurostar. For in France, you use SNCF. In Italy, I think it's called Othello or something like that. So there's all different types of train train companies. Make sure to look ahead if you're going to use the train and book your tickets ahead of time. You'll save some money that way. Uh, I would also say for housing, if you are balling on a budget and you can't afford a fancy hotel, Hostel World has got your back. It's definitely the cheapest option. And I know a lot of people think, oh, Hostel, gross, dingy. Don't worry. Hostel World gives you the best rated hostels. You can pick and choose which, where you want to be. There's some that are definitely more centrally located, some more on the outskirts, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever your budget is. And they can be really cheap. They can be as cheap as like $12 a night or 12 euro a night or 12 whatever, krona the night, a night. Uh, so Hostel World definitely has your back. You can get private rooms. Those are more expensive. But if you're comfortable with just sharing a room or if you have a group of like six, four, six, eight you can get you can basically fill up a whole room and then everyone's in the same room and you don't have to worry about strangers. I would also say Airbnb is a great way if you like having like a home base to play and it feels like home. Sometimes you get really cool hosts too and they'll help you out with your travels and help you out with like fun things to do. I had a really awesome host in London this I want to say the third time I was there. He was great. He was actually from America, and he shared with me some really awesome tips and places to go. So I definitely say, yeah, Airbnb is a great way. Also, if you like to cook, there there's usually always a kitchen. So if you want to save money and you don't want to be spending money on eating out all the time, you can get groceries and take them to your B&B and cook them and cook breakfast, lunch, or dinner at your B&B. And that's a great way to save money. I would also say to use, like, download Google Maps of where you're going. You can, on Google Maps, the app, you can download the map ahead of time. So definitely go and do that. Like, if you're going, if you know you're going to these places, download those maps ahead of time. It'll definitely help you out if you suddenly can't find service or your daily data limit is reached. If you're going to be, if you're going abroad and you're there for a long time, I would suggest getting a SIM card. Get your own SIM card. Uh, in, I know free mobile, I'm pretty sure is not just France, but free mobile is a great one to get. It's like five euro a month or something. And you get unlimited data everywhere. So might as well do that. Uh, and so, yeah, so SIM card, definitely, definitely get a SIM card if you're there for like three or more months more of the long stay kind of thing. I would say that some underrated places to go in Europe, definitely the south of France, and don't just stay in Nice. Explore the whole Riviera. 
the Riviera is beautiful. Cannes is a beautiful city. Antibes is a great little yacht town. And then there's little little pocket towns like Ez is a really cool town and beautiful. And then you can go all the way up to Monaco and then continue into the Italian Riviera. There's some really cool towns in the Italian Riviera. And it's just as beautiful as the French Riviera. And you're in Italy, so there's great pasta and Italian food. Also, I would say from what I've heard, Portugal, super underrated. If you go to Lisbon... Everyone that I've talked to that's been to Lisbon had an amazing time and ranked that up at the top of their favorite places for sure. So even though I have not been, I can tell you from friends who I trust, Lisbon is a really cool place. You can go surfing there. If you're into surfing, go to Lisbon. You can go surf. Um, where else is underrated, I think? Uh, oh, there was a small town, in, a small ski town we went to in Austria we where do we go in Austria? We went to Innsbruck, 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 Austria. Definitely go there. It's beautiful. If you're into skiing, if you go during or snowboarding and go during that season, it's probably really cool. We weren't there during season, but it was just as beautiful. I had some really cool stuff. I want to say the Swarovski Crystal Museum was there, but also don't quote me on that. It might have been in Salzburg, Austria. One of the two. But that's cool. So definitely go check out Austria in general. Is like the countryside is beautiful, and the whole country is just gorgeous. The architecture and the trees and the and the hills and everything. It's just gorgeous, gorgeous. And Salzburg is where they filmed a lot of uh, Sound of Music, and we actually stayed in the Sound of Music hostel. I can't remember what it's called, but they have Sound of Music playing twenty four seven in the lobby. Uh, what else can I say about traveling? Uh, tips to travel light. Plan your outfits ahead. Pack things like bottoms that you can wear more than once, like jeans, and just alternate. Make sure to pack enough underwear and socks. And if you know you're going to be traveling for more than a week or more than your suitcase can hold on carry-on, and you're only going to do carry-on or like backpacking, then fear not. There are... Laundromats everywhere. It's if you stay in a B and B, there's typically a laundry machine in your B and B. So there's plenty of ways to clean your clothes and be fine for that trip. Backpacking is a great experience. I would ten out of ten recommend it. It can exhaust you, but ultimately worth it and amazing time. Well, I think that'll be it for today's episode. I know it's a little short, only thirty-ish minutes. Uh, typically less than our usual episode but that's what happens when it's just me so make sure to go check me out on instagram and twitter at s-u-n-k-i-m-d that's sun kim d please share this podcast with everybody you know i would love that and then also go on if you're listening on apple podcast Give this podcast a five-star rating and put a comment. Why not? Talk about how I changed your life or something or other. It doesn't have to be true, but five-star rating. Great. <laughs> um, and yeah, I th- I think that's it. Shout out to Davis Box. Sorry I didn't get to your questions. Also, 
be sure to check out Yellow Floors by my boy Deegan, that's D-E-E-G-A-N, on Spotify, on Apple Music, on Tidal, on whatever you listen to your music, it's there, Yellow Floors is tight, also check out Sailor, that's my favorite song. But yeah, I think I'm just going to end the podcast like this. Thanks for listening. Take it easy.